most of us think that when we get something we'll be happy but true happiness is when you give the very purpose of life is to share the goodness with everybody around and that's what sangachatam means let's walk together See, in any field, success is determined by our commitment. If you are successful in any field, if you are a good businessman, if you are a good doctor, in that field you have shown some commitment. That's why you are in that position right now. Yeah. so what trumps commitment most of the time is our inclination for convenience making things easy for ourselves commitment just alone is not enough <clears throat> there should be an intensity in the commitment say for example you are committed to work you go to work are you going to work because if you don't go at the right time and don't come back you may lose your job or if you don't go to work you may struggle to pay your bills or are you going to work because you really want to go you want to make a difference you feel privileged that you have got this position and through this you can make a difference in somebody's life in a positive way hmm? any field for that matter you may be a doctor you may be an architect you may be a specialist in any field whatever you are doing it is impacting somebody's life yeah and if you go saying that yesterday i'm going to make a difference i'm going to do it with enthusiasm that brings intensity not just oh, i have to go so where does intensity comes where there is love towards what you are doing when you are passionate about what you are doing the intensity automatically follows most of the times we our progress gets stunted we lose momentum in our progress in any area including on the spiritual path because we lose our intensity so many things come up in life to distract you and you somehow get swayed by them and say okay maybe next time maybe this can wait maybe and that's where you get stuck you become stagnant and if you're honest to yourself there are people who come to me and say i've been doing this for 5 years 6 years 10 years but i still get these little little things i've not made any progress at all i still get angry i still get swayed why because are you doing it just like you take your tablets in the morning just like you brush your teeth okay this another tick box are you doing that today is tomorrow is friday i'm going to do my kriya tomorrow do you look forward to it do you see this passion towards yourself will bring a great momentum to your progress in the spiritual path it's like it's a beautiful story i read recently 
Ramakrishna Paramahamsa should tell this story. See, when a child is playing with the toys, the mother is busy doing her work. Right? But when the child is bored of the toys and throws the toys and cries, mother, the mother will leave all her work and come to the child. So similarly, the divine is waiting for you for the for your cry, that's all. The moment you throw the world away and come, want to come to the spirit, the divine is waiting for you. Actually, the divine is more committed to you than you are committed to the divine. It is just waiting. There is only one criteria. It wants you to acknowledge it. See, nowadays, we all tend to think that our parents are outdated. Our children think we are outdated. They don't want to take any advice from us. They think we know. So in the UK, they started a new thing a few years ago. You know, people who retire, professors and consultants who work for 30 years, 35 years, you give them a send-off and that's it. They are gone. Now they are asking them to come back for three, four months, once a week, and just to mentor people around. Because they have seen so much, they have seen so much organizational changes, so many things change and their experience is so valuable. And we just let go of them. They are saying, this is so valuable. You come back and give us your feedback. How things can be done better or people are just coming in as new consultants, hold their hands, we mentor them for about an hour every week sort of a thing. That is acknowledging that you are there and your experience is valuable. And that is all you need to do from your side is acknowledge that there is a power, that intelligence which is running this whole show. And the moment you acknowledge and be humble enough to accept its presence, it will come running to you like a mother. And it has everything. Whatever the child needs, the mother can provide. If the child keeps looking at it in the toys, it can only play for a little while. So every now and then we have to drop the toys. We have to leave the world where it is and then cry. That is real prayer. Real prayer is like the child crying for the mother. There is intensity there. There is real wanting to go to the mother. All our rituals are just made up. You know, you have a set of things to do. When you do your Rudra Puja or you do your whatever Satyanarayan Puja. They are all made up things. There is no intensity in your crying for the divine there. They are also helpful. But, but if you think you have become spiritual by doing some made up things, some organized and planned things, then that's that only takes you a little far, not much. Yeah? So commitment decides who we are. Somebody who is committed to pleasure is called a Shudra. You know, we all think we are by birth we become. But they say Janmato Jayate Shudra. Everybody is a Shudra by birth. You have to grow up in life, you have to show your commitment to something higher. So it is easy to be committed to pleasure. Everybody can be. What is that everybody wants in life? Where is everybody seeking happiness? They say, if I get something nice to eat, something nice to touch, something to taste, something to smell, and good luxuries, nice holidays, comfortable house, 
that is joy that is a shudra attitude in right? commitment to pleasure and you will do everything even if you get a lottery use that money to buy a better house a bigger car a more expensive holiday a more expensive phone because your joy just is stuck there if my senses are pleased then i am happy that is all my definition of happiness and when there is commitment to enhancing the resources he is called a vaishya a vaishya is what who takes little and makes it more who takes nothing and makes it big we given a blank land and then he makes a building out of it somebody who takes something small and makes it bigger his commitment to prosperity he is called a vaishya vaishyas are good organizers good managers who are able to get things out of nothing and when you are committed to order you are committed to doing things in the right way and making sure it is done in a fair and a transparent way and everybody benefits from it not just a few handful people then he becomes a kshatriya a kshatriya soul is to make sure that the system is fair that is order nobody is discriminated everybody is treated in the same way so his remit is dharma a shudra's remit is kama the vaishya's remit is artha his commitment is to artha and kshatriya's commitment is to dharma dharma is what it is fair everybody is equal and if there is inequality it's my job to make it fair say good ceo somebody who runs the company the kings the politicians they are supposed to be kshatriyas they are supposed to maintain order in the system committed to it then one who is committed to truth is a brahmana the word brahmana itself says i am committed to brahman i am committed to the ultimate truth and truth has no utility see this is the thing in the purushartha in dharma artha kama moksha is called parama purushartha but only these three are the purusharthas with utility are you getting what i am saying moksha has got no utility as such realization of truth has got no utility but realization itself is a utility yes it does have it takes you free it takes you away from suffering but you don't do it to attain that you attain that because it's in your nature to realize what you are so somebody who says my entire commitment my intensity my energies are all moving in this direction of realizing who i am really am what is this universe what is this divinity what is existence everything else becomes secondary he is a brahman unfortunately what has happened the whole thing has become reversed and diluted and people have interpreted vedas in a very wrong way at the peak of this human intelligence in the vedas or in see vedas are such an amazing knowledge downloaded do we have a generation of people now who could do something like that out of nothing why because our commitments have all changed our priorities have all become very little and superficial so at that time somebody who was born a brahmana lineage he had to follow that he was not asked to go and earn money or build houses or enjoy pleasures he would only accept what was offered to him he would not go looking for things his 
main intention was to be with the scriptures, meditate and bring innovations. All innovators are Brahmanas. Bring something new which nobody could think of. But then there were the other set of people. They said, oh, we like the, we like the radiance in your face. You like how you are. How can we become like you? How can we at least come closer to you? But for that, you had a lineage. You know, it, a lot of it had come to you in your genes that you could easily grasp the knowledge, could easily have the intelligence to memorize, to understand the bigger aspects of life. So for them, they said, okay, you do this ritual. Uh, you do this. You do, as an alternative, they said. So that became the Karmakanda of the Vedas. Karmakanda is 80% of the Vedas. 20% is the Upanishads. So the Upanishads were reserved for the Brahmanas. And those who could not go through the path of knowledge, for them, they kept the Karmakanda. So you, unfortunately, it all became reverse. All the rituals became the you know, symbol of Brahmana. So whoever does more rituals, he is a bigger Brahmana. Like it was somebody who could not meditate. Somebody who did not have the skill or the ability or the maturity to see knowledge, to meditate. For them, these were all added. Your rituals and all you sort of thing. But now we have to reverse the trend. So we have to look back at a Brahmana is not who is born to a Brahmana. One who actually is committed to truth. But actually, one who is born in that lineage, he's got more potential to go there quickly. Because so much of samskara is inherited. If somebody is born as a Shudra, in the Shudra family, for him it's a little bit more effort to actually make those jumps. It is not impossible, but what I'm saying, it is a little bit more effort. But somebody who is born in a Brahmana lineage, for him it is very easy to make that. So once our roles are defined, once our commitments are defined, then it is easy for us to move. So this is, should be our reflection. What am I committed to in life? What, where is it where all my energies are focused? Is it on pleasure? Is it on prosperity and resources? Is it on order or is it on truth? And that defines who you are. And as you do more sadhana, the only way you can sustain yourself as a Brahmana is through your sadhana, through your silence. In silence, you realize who you really are. So again and again, whenever you have a chance, you have to come back to silence. And when you start loving silence, when you start looking forward, oh, I want a couple of days. So what is silence? Silence is disengagement, just throwing those toys away, that's all. I don't, I'll keep my phone aside, I'll keep my family aside, I'll keep my commitments, worldly commitments aside, these two days, three days, all I am committed to is to this intelligence which is running this life. And I will stay with it. And that commitment will, will take you. And that is the source. So as I said, the mother gives you, the, has all that the child needs, the mother has. Not just the toys. The toys, the food, the education, the comfort, everything comes from the mother. But you need to acknowledge that. Once you acknowledge that, everything comes to you. All that you are struggling to get outside. You know, Krishna says, Yoga Kshemam Vahamiham. Which means, Kshema is the material prosperity. Yoga is the spiritual prosperity. He says, stay loyal to me. I will make sure you are materially also you are sound. You won't lose anything in the outside world. All that you are wanting, it will come looking for you. You don't have to run behind it. You stay loyal to me. Keep your mind on me, keep your thoughts in me, keep your 
consciousness focused on me, as long as you're focused on me, know that you will lack nothing in life. This focus on the spirit that is what we are, that's truly our real essence. That is what spirituality is. What? Spirituality is of being committed to the spirit. That is a true Brahman. And if you want to bow down to somebody in life, it is to a true Brahmana. Because the moment you surrender to him, all his grace moves through. That's why gurus are so important. See, in the days of uh, Rama, if you take what 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 Yuga was that in Rama? Treta Yuga. In Treta Yuga, who was who had the highest power? The Rishis had highest power, isn't it? Vishwamitra comes to Dashrata and says, Send your son. He can't say no. Do you see? He is scared to say no. He sends his minister to say, ask him to take the army. How can I send my son to Because he's so afraid, because the Rishis were the topmost there. They would be the deciders. That's why it's called the golden ages there. And because of them, you had characters like Rama come up. Rama never complained in his life. Even though his life, everything belonged to him was snatched away from him. All his privileges were taken away. Never once he stood up and said, this is unfair. That is because he had an example to look up to. He had Vashishta, Valmiki, uh, Vishwamitra there. Because they were given the highest and people wanted to become like that. What was the aspiration? That's why I should become like Vasishta. That's how Vishwamitra did, isn't it? I should become like Vasishta. That's how Vishwamitra was born. He was a king. And then when you come to one yuga down the line, in the Dwapara Yuga, Krishna came. What was the there? Who was the more powerful? The kings became powerful there. Everybody wanted to be a king or a kingmaker. So the fight was not for spiritual growth. Fight was for getting more land. All the whole Mahabharata is about that, isn't it? It has already become diluted. And now in the Kali Yuga, it's all become just pleasure and prosperity. What do you want to become? I want to become like that IPL star. I want to become like that movie star. Why? Because he has more money. What do you want to study? That will give me more money. That's what I want to study. You see? So everything has got diluted. So in this time, in this period where the common tendency is to move towards prosperity, somebody who moves towards spirit is a jewel. Is like a diamond. So we should consider ourselves very privileged that we are able to, at a time when everybody, the whole world is sleeping on a Friday morning, we are able to get up and come and focus on the spirit. is a great achievement. And as long as we keep this focus, our growth will be very quick, very fast. Okay. Jai Gurudev. Jai Gurudev.